an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girl Bomb. Girl Bomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self care. So, to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. This is Unbreakable. With Jay Glazer, a mental health podcast, helping you out of the gray and into the blue. Now, here's Jay Glazer. Welcome again to another edition of Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer. Wouldn't you know it? I'm Jay Glazer. And, you know, it was important for me to have on people throughout all worlds to walk this walk together with. The whole point of Unbreakable is I'm a guy, if you don't know me yet, I'm a guy who's lived in something that I call the grave for my entire life. Yes, I'm the football guy. Yes, I've been the fighting guy. Yes, I'm somewhat of the ballers guy. But I'm also a guy that's lived in the grave for my entire life of depression, anxiety, ADD. Let's throw in some bipolar. Why not? Let's go for it all, right? And I've now tried to make it my mission to figure out how to live life in the blue. I've never been able to really have this journey of self-love before. I just didn't know what what being able to love myself from the inside out meant. So it really motivated me to go out and do all these great things to try and get some love from the outside in instead of inside out and hope somehow, some way that love seeps into the inside and they can meet in the middle. But as a result of this, I'm on this journey to learn how to love myself from the inside out, to learn how not to live in the gray and wake up in the gray and let the gray beat me every day. And and the gray is something I will not let beat me. It's every single morning of my life. I wake up and it sucks. I'm not going to lie to you people. It sucks. Every day it's hard for me to get out of bed. But every morning I make that decision to get out out of bed and be relentless. And one of the things I'm trying to be relentless about now is my own journey of self love and journey to the blue. So I lean on others. I lean on good friends. 
And one of those good friends are joining me right now. That is John Gordon, who you may know him from. I know him from the Energy Bus at first, which is my favorite book. But he's a he's a best-selling author. He works with Fortune 500 companies, different sports teams. Just talked to the Rams, Clemson. He's had 26 books. 13 have been bestsellers. Five of them are children's books. And again, the Energy Bus sold over 3 million copies. So I want to bring John in here because he is a guy who has you know, battled his own demons. He's somebody who's taught a lot of people how to get past their own demons. But also John recently was affected um, by unfortunately what's happening a lot in, in today's society by a suicide. And I wanted to just come straight out of this, John, because I received a text from you recently where you were, man, you were just in a tough place because of so many, the, the ultimate decision that somebody made. Well, welcome, John. And uh, I appreciate having you. Great to be with you. I'm, I'm so thankful that we're friends and I love you. I think Unbreakable is amazing. And yes, I texted you because I know this journey you're on. I know the work that you're doing to impact so many lives. I know that people have not committed suicide because of you, because of, wow. of your book, because of this work that you're doing right here, right now. But for me, I had someone just recently, it was on social media. It was in the New York Post. Uh, Nina Pahokie, she was a news anchor in in the Wisconsin area near Green Bay, and she played at basketball at USF. Great basketball player, athletic family, coaching family. She recently committed suicide, and her her last tweet was a retweet of mine. And wow. knowing that was her last tweet to share wow. something I wrote, and in. In that tweet, I said, we're not positive because life is easy. We're positive because life is hard. And this is about being real. This is not about fake positivity. This is about real positivity. So it's like giving yourself grace. Encourage yourself. Encourage others. Believe the best is yet to come. That was basically the essence of the tweet. And to think that she would read that, share that, but then end her life is so confusing to me. And it's so upsetting. And I'm not easily, I'm not easily knocked down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not easily rocked. You know, I've dealt with the death of my mom. My, my father passed away. I remember my grandfather died of a massive heart attack when I was 13. I've been through death and challenges, but this really rocked me. And I felt this in a, in a deep way. And I know now more than ever, I, I am convicted to make sure that we save more lives. Like we have to do everything we can to save more lives. And it's not just with words, but it's listening. It's understanding. It's meeting people where they are. It's doing this unbreakable podcast that you're doing, which I love that you're doing this. You're going to impact so many people. And it's just creating a community where people feel heard, where they don't feel alone. And we're going to talk about this today. I understand what people need to do to overcome this. I know it more than ever. And Jay, I just feel so bad. Like, like I wish I would have known she was going through that. I would have reached out to her. I would have talked to her. I've done this. But, but th- that's where suicide isn't fair, right? Because it leaves behind that. I'm sorry. I, I say it's stark. You know, when an MVP or Emerging Vets and Players charity, I told guys day one, like, hey, you know, life is about our choices, our decisions. And that first choice has to be life or death. And look, when you have th- this level of grief as she had or I have, yeah, it's it's an everyday battle. But I made the decision early. I'm not going to take my own life because of what it would leave behind. Mm. I don't want to do that to anybody else. So that's right. For anybody out there 
this pain that you leave behind, I guarantee you, guarantee you, if you do it, and you're in whatever afterlife you believe in afterwards, and you're sitting up there, and you're seeing this kind of pain that just resonates with everybody, you're not going to be up there going, yes, look at all them crying. You're going to be up there going, no, no, what did I do? I don't want to do this. And I guarantee you she's up there seeing the effect it's had on you and, and everybody else saying, oh, I wish I could have a give back. I wish I could have a give back. So anybody who's, you know, who's, tr- who's attempted and, you know, you see this, this level of grief, this is what you'd have left behind. This is your chance to have a give back. And just, you got to choose life. We have to choose life. You never know what lies around next Tuesday and your life could change next Tuesday. Jay, I met a woman that committed suicide or tried to, I should say, attempted, and she jumped off a bridge. And Mm -hmm. the minute she jumped off the bridge, she regretted it. She thought to herself, what have I done? And we hear this over and over again from people who jump off, say, the Golden Gate Bridge. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. How did you meet her? Uh, A friend of a friend. But she survived. She survived. And so she she survives. But right away... She basically said she fell, she fell off. Like she didn't admit that that happened. Other people knew it happened in law enforcement, friend of a friend, got a chance to talk to her. She regretted it. The minute she jumped, she regretted it. So now, Jay, she lives every day so grateful for life, so grateful that she has lived. And I think everyone needs to hear this. If you're thinking about this, You will regret it and you will go, no, what have I done? This woman got a second chance and every day she thinks life is so precious as a result of that. Right. Your problems go away, but ours are heightened. They're double, triple, quadruple. The grief you leave behind, it's not fair to us. So I just want you to to think about that. If you could do anything, live in that pain for the rest of us. And John, why do you think, because you're around it, you you work in a mental health camp. Why do you think this suicide affected you more than than others? Well, because it was really personal because I was her last tweet because she had been tweeting a bunch of my things Mm. because she played at USF. I had spoken to USF because she had such an amazing life. She was an anchor. She was beloved by her community. She was young. She had just got engaged. She was getting married like in four or five months. Mm. None of it makes sense. And I don't think Suicide makes sense, right? It doesn't make sense. But I know people struggle. I know people are in the gray. I know people want to give up. I know they get discouraged. I know that they get hopeless and they feel hopeless. And I don't want to berate anyone. I don't want to judge anyone for how they feel. And as we're saying, just keep living, knowing that Mm -hmm. tomorrow can be better. But what I'm going to talk about, Jay, what I'm excited that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about how to help people who are in that gray, how how to not do it. But I think this is a great way to start in terms of knowing that it is painful for those who, who you, who you leave behind. And I am now dedicating like everything I do in my life to making sure that this doesn't happen again. Like who else can I save? Who else can I help? Can I do more? Can I, can I reach more people? Oh, that was nice. Can, can we reach (laughs) more people? Can we make more of an impact? And that's what we're going to do. Yeah. You know, for, for me, you know, I wrote this in, in my book, Unbreakable, that I need to be of service. And that helps me with my mental health issues. And at first, it was, you know, I, I had a children's charity in Touchdown Dreams, then MVP, where there's 22 vets a day that kill themselves. And man, it, it's just, it's not okay. That, that number is not okay. 
So I was like, man, I'm going to do whatever I can to help lower that number. And if it's just one man trying to make a dent, then it's one man trying to make a dent. But there's a lot more than just me, right? That's why we're here. But now with this, we're able to to reach so many others, not just the veteran community, but all of us out there. And as we see now, there's so many people just suffering in silence. You'd never, ever, ever, ever think, like you said, she's married. She's retweeted one of your positive posts. You never see it coming. So folks, just anybody out there who's struggling, reach out to a friend and tell them you're struggling. Reach out and tell them how bad it is, right? Nobody is going to scoff at you. Everybody that I've opened up to about my depression and anxiety, it has gotten us closer together. Nobody's told me to wuss. Nobody's told me to suck it up. Not only has it gotten us closer together, it's given them a landing spot where they could talk about issues. And it's a scary world nowadays. Like, man, it's easy to think your life sucks. Social media makes us think our lives suck. And we're so freaking left out. So, yeah. And, and then, you know, the problem, too, with suicides, John, and I tell this to our vets a lot of times, it's the, almost the power of suggestion. When somebody does it, you see somebody, the, the outpouring of love, that person who does it. And I get really nervous that others who are struggling to go, wait, my life sucks. I don't have this kind of love. Well, you know what? I'm going to commit suicide. So I, I get that kind of love. And whenever there's a, a big suicide, I'd start talking about it openly. Don't let the power of suggestion leak in. Jay, the way a virus spreads, this also can spread in a contagious way. So you're very, you're very correct in that people can say, okay, if they can do it, I could do it too. Or should I do it? And they yeah. start thinking about it. And I Jay, I think this is so, this is so personal for me too, because, you know, I suffered from depression years ago. I really struggled with it. I was miserable, negative, unhappy, hopeless. There were so many moments I wanted to give up as well. My wife almost left me. I was so negative. People are surprised to hear that when you know I rode the energy bus and I'm known for my work on positive leadership, positive team market. I have positive university, right? Everything is positive. And yet I am naturally, naturally negative. I grew up in Long Island, New York in a Jewish Italian family, right. a lot, a lot of food, a lot of guilt. Hard to be positive. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> My dad was a New York city police officer, right? Undercover narcotics. Yeah. And so you know, you'd get up in the morning. Hey, good morning, dad. He'd say, what's so good about it? You know, my dad was, right. was not very positive. So I, I learned, you know, look at the world in a negative way. My dad said, basically, like the world is out to get you and you have to wow. take on this world. That's the kind of mindset I grew up with. So I had to learn how to be positive, but man, I struggled with it for many years. Yeah. And for many years, I, I was losing the battle in my mind for years. And it's funny because my son struggles with, with positivity too. And he's a lot like me. So I get it. And I have to often remind myself, oh, you weren't always like this, John. You were actually more like your son who's struggling and you have to remind him of what you were like to know that we can all overcome. If you're like many people, you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in the United States experienced mental illness last year. Yet far too many people with mental health needs fail to receive the treatment and support necessary to elevate their quality of life. Carillon Behavioral Health is doing something about it. Born out of one of the largest healthcare organizations in the country, Carillon Behavioral Health believes that behavioral health is a key part of whole health. With 40-plus years of experience and 115,000 in-network providers, they understand the power of meaningful connection and compassionate care, treating physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carillon Behavioral Health is there to not only help individuals in need, but caregivers, parents, 
and communities so everyone comes out stronger on the other side. Carillon Behavioral Health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Ah! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai. If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. So give us some, you know, there's so much that I've learned from you and so much you could teach us. Give us, you know, your, you know what, the floor is yours. How about that? The, the, the floor is mine. Well, I think it starts with asking people this question. Do your negative thoughts come from you? And if you ask this of athletes, they'll often say, yeah, they're in my head. But the next question is this. If you believe your negative thoughts come from you, who would ever choose to have a negative thought? You would never choose a negative thought. This blows people's mind. Like You wouldn't choose a thought that says the future is hopeless. I don't have what it takes. I'm not going to play well today. I'm not going to overcome this injury. I'm not going to make it out of this health diagnosis. My relationship where my marriage is not going to improve. You would never really choose that thought initially, right? You would choose hope and belief and optimism. You would choose to believe that the future is going to be bright. So thoughts are always coming in. Like when you're dreaming, having a nightmare, are you choosing those thoughts? No, you're having a nightmare. You're dreaming. Thoughts are happening. So I've talked to neuroscientists. No one has ever found a thought inside of a brain. No one. 
thoughts exist, I am convinced, in consciousness, right? In a spiritual place. And the brain is the hardware. It's where activation happens. So thoughts are always coming in and we're downloading those thoughts from the internet cloud of consciousness to our hardware, to our brain. Right now we're making sense of this by our brain firing synapses, right? As we're, as we're talking. And so when those negative thoughts come in, they'll often come in the form of, of, of doubt, of distortions, lies, that will tell you things about yourself and your future that just aren't true. Discouragement. We don't give up because it's hard. We give up because we get distracted and, and, and discouraged. And then those distractions are a big part of, of our mental health issues as well. We're always distracting. We're being distracted with the media, social media comparison, what other people have and what we don't. And then that fifth D that I talk about, Jake, is there's doubt, distortion, discouragement, distraction, and division. Jay, the word anxious literally means divided at its Greek root word. And so think about that. When you're anxious, you actually feel divided. You feel separate. And those negative thoughts divide us. What, what do you mean separate? Like we're separate from, explain that to me. So no, you got, you're talking to the ADD guy over here. Yeah, s- separate. <laughs> when, when you have negative thoughts, or we all have negative thoughts, we feel separate. We feel weak. We don't feel connected to ourselves. Like disconnected from ourselves. From ourselves. Right. We feel disconnected from others. And we feel disconnected from uh, the oneness that we truly are, like the connection to others, the oneness of, of like in different spiritual traditions, everything pretty much believes that there's a oneness to, to everything, that we're, we are one, one humanity, one spirit, one, you know, one soul. We're, we're connected in a deeper, more powerful way. Every addiction program believes in a higher power. Why is that? Because on our own, we feel separate. We feel weak. We don't feel strong. We don't feel powerful. But when you connect to that higher power, whichever your religious tradition is, right. that higher power gives you strength. It gives you power. You feel connected yeah. to something greater than yourself. And so fear divides. Negative thoughts divide. They separate us. So once you understand that and you're not choosing the thoughts, I was meeting with a 16-year-old young man and he was suicidal. He was in, in the ER two days before I met with him. And I said to him, do your negative thoughts come from you? We had this discussion. I said, do you have a lot of thoughts in your head? And he said, yes, so many. I said, are they wreaking havoc on you? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. I said, are they accusing you of things, saying you're this not is, enough? This is resonating with me a lot, brother. Yeah, you're not smart enough. You're not strong enough. You're not powerful enough. You're not this enough. Whatever it is, you're not enough. And he said, oh, yeah. And we talked. And once he understood, Jay, that his negative thoughts were not coming from him initially. He was just believing them. They were just coming in. It's like a radio station. The airwaves are always being filled with, with, with different radio stations, with different frequencies, with different thoughts, with different programming. Well, let me ask you this. So yeah. It, once I know it, cause that's, look, it's definitely a problem for me. And I try and describe it to people, to my football people in these football terms. When I wake up in the morning, I feel like the whole world hates me and wants bad things to happen to me. And my sky is falling. I said, imagine if every single game you went out there and you expected every fan, even your fans wanted the worst for you. And you just were never going to make a first down. It's just how it is. Right. Because, because that's what this shit tells you. Right. So how do I now knowing John, what you just taught me, like the negative thoughts are not mine. Right. Right. How do I use that information now to change the way I think. Well, this is why it's life changing because there's freedom in that. Okay. You're no longer beating yourself up for the thoughts. I don't have that guilt now, right? Th- okay. That you're in your head. The this shame, kid had right. guilt and shame. Other shame, people yeah. I've talked to 
I talked to two other depressed teenagers over the summer, depressed, shameful, feeling guilty, beating themselves up. Once you understand this, there's freedom in knowing, okay, I didn't choose the initial thought, but I can respond in a more positive way. I don't have to believe the lies that they tell. I now can take every thought captive and I can replace that negative thought with a positive thought. I can actually rewire my brain. I can take control of, of the thoughts that are coming in. For instance, well, not coming in, but what now for I'm example, bringing into my if, head. I, if I'm saying, all right, everybody wants the worst for me. Right. So what would happen is, is that really true? Does everyone really want the worst for you? And you would say, no, that's not right. really true. So you examine, is this truth? No, it's not true. That's a lie. See, the feel, more you, I feel it, but I know it's not true. Right. You know, I it's not feel true. it. So here's what, here's what you do. And I had to do this for myself. For, I, this is how I rewired my brain. This is how I changed everything on my journey. Instead of doubt, Jay, you trust. Instead of the distortion, the lies, what you're going to start doing is speaking truth to the lies. Here's a practical exercise everyone could do that is life-changing. On the left side of a piece of paper, you write down your negative thoughts, your patterns. You have yours, Jay. I have mine. Everyone has theirs. You could talk to the greatest of the great ones in sports. They all have negative thoughts that come in. Write them down on the left side of a piece of paper. On the right side, write down the words of truth and encouragement that you will speak and that you will say to those lies. And every time those negative thoughts come in, Jay, you would actually start speaking those truths. So for instance, with me, when I first started speaking, I didn't feel worthy. Like who am I to be out there on stage sharing this message? And I didn't feel worthy. I would walk around. I remember San Diego giving a big talk to a company like, wow, I'm here doing this talk to this company. They hired me. I'm in my thirties. Like I just got going. The energy bus, I think just came out. And I'm walking going, man, I don't feel worthy. So I kept saying this, you are worthy. You are worthy, not in you, but you are worthy in the difference you're going to make. You're worthy in the impact you're going to have. You're worthy in that someone's life could be touched today by something I share. And I focused on that instead of the negative. So every time the negative thoughts would come in, I would actually say things I was thankful for, for instance. So I'm walking every morning. And what I would start doing is instead of feeling the negative thoughts in the gray, which I often did, instead of listening to those thoughts, I would then say, I'm thankful that I can walk. I'm thankful that I'm healthy. I'm thankful that I have this life. I'm thankful that I'm married. And I'm even thankful for my kids, even though they're driving me crazy right now. Right. You know, and I would say I'm thankful. So living so, in gratitude. Well, right. when, you, when you appreciate, right. you elevate. You elevate your mood, your performance, the people around you, and you tune into, again, your brain is energy. You tune into a higher frequency. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to lose that. I want to say this again. When you appreciate, you elevate. Yep. You elevate your mood, your Love performance. This. And here's the other thing, Jay, you can't be stressed and thankful at the same time. So the minute you're feeling grateful and, and feeling blessed, you can't feel stressed. So I know when people are in the gray, it's hard to be grateful. Yeah. It's hard to even think about those things. But what I'm asking for, can you do it for a minute? Can you do it for two minutes? Can you do it for 10 minutes? Can you just begin the process of identifying even a few things? For me, it was the smallest thing. I'm thankful for the ground that I can walk on. So you got to practice this though. How yeah. long did it take until you started to shift that mindset? So here's a guy the thing. like me needs, uh, you know, I'm a sports background. I need a layout. Hey, yeah. if you do this, 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 this will lead to this. It's like anything. It doesn't happen overnight, but right. by doing it each day, feeding the positive, weeding the negative, replacing those negative thoughts right. with positive thoughts. And also, again, the third D was discouragement. Instead of discouragement setting in, we encourage. So every day you're encouraging yourself each right. day 
And Jay, the word encourage means to put courage into. So when you're oh, encouraging like someone, you put encourage into them. I like that. When you encourage yourself, you're putting courage into yourself. That's why this self-talk is so important. Best advice I ever heard. Everyone needs to hear this. Dr. James Gills, only person on the planet to complete six double Ironman triathlons. That's a double Ironman, which means you do an Ironman. Which means he's really fucking crazy. Yes. Right. <laughs> and, and Jay, last time he did it, 59 years old. Holy so shit. Six and at 59. I can't even swim the length of a pool. So he was asked how he did it. He said this. I've learned to talk to myself instead of listen to myself. He said, if I listen, I hear all the fear, the negativity, the doubt, all the reasons why I can't finish this race. Again, there's thoughts coming in, but he would talk to himself and share words of encouragement. You got this. You can do this. He would, he would memorize and recite scripture. That's what he did. But you can pick any words that fit and work for you that encourage you and pick those words. And it's incredible when you do that. So what I did over the years was the gratitude, Mm -hmm. the appreciation, the walk, and then I would also say a bunch of affirmations, you know, sure, even sure. things like, I trust that great things are happening today. I expect all the great things that are coming my way. I was reprogramming my mind from the negative and being depressed. My wife wanted me to literally go see a doctor. She's like, you need help. I'm like, let me just try to this on my own. Let me just see if I can do this. So, so how, long, how long until you started to see a, a She noticed a difference within literally within about 30 days, within a month. She noticed oh, okay. the difference. Great. And then- But you had within, to put the work in. You had and then within it. a few months- and then within a year, you know, a big, you know, even a bigger difference and a greater difference. And now where I used to wake up depressed and down and anxious and worried, my state is pretty much is very positive and hopeful and optimistic. There are days though, I do wake up and I'm in the gray. Like I have those sure. days where all of a sudden it comes back and it's like, and it's like, where did that come from? Like, this is old John, not new John. Right. When, co- when COVID hit. I was resorting back to my old fears of getting going again, getting started, beginning my business. And my wife reminded me like, who are you? Like, where, where's the, where, where's the guy who wrote the energy bus? And I was like, you're right. You're right. And very quickly, very quickly, I started just practicing hope. And I said this, Jay, I am focusing on love during this time. I'm not going to focus on fear. I'm going to make sure I love people, encourage people and get out there and help whoever needs to be helped. And I'm not going to worry about myself. I'm not going to focus on fear. And I said, I refuse to participate in the pandemic is what I said. Now, maybe it's why I got COVID three times, but I said, <laughs> I said, I said, I'm going to go impact people and help people during this time. And I got to tell you, I turned it around really quickly by focusing on that. Again, what overcomes fear? What casts out fear? It is love. And the thing is, people who feel depressed, we feel isolated. We feel separate. We feel alone. That's the thing. We feel alone. Jay, here's the other part of this teaching that's incredible. High state of mind, low state of mind. When you have a lot of thoughts, a lot of clutter, that creates a low state of mind. Think about high state of mind. You're in the zone. You have less thought. You have- for focused. Right, less clutter. Two circles, one with a thousand dots, another circle with three dots. Which mind will perform at a higher level? The one with just three or the one with a thousand thoughts? Three, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Higher state of mind, less thought, less clutter. Okay. The thing is to understand, how do we get to a high state of mind? Well, you have to understand the ebb and flow of thoughts. When you're in a low state, you feel like you're in a roller coaster that is going down. This roller coaster is crashing and you don't know that the roller coaster goes back up. This is your first time ever on a roller coaster. So you don't know it goes back up. So you think you're going to crash. If you're in a roller coaster that thinks it's going to crash, what do you want to do? You want to jump off beside screen. When we're in a low state, Jay, 
we want to escape and jump off the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. We feel disconnected. We feel lost. That's why people drink. It's why people do drugs. It's why they play video games. They're finding ways to escape that low state of mind that they feel and they want to jump up or they think something's broken. Something's wrong with me. Again, the thoughts are coming and they're blaming themselves. They're trying everything to figure it out. A baseball batter who goes over four, over three, over four again is now thinking revved up thought, creating more clutter, which is lowers your state of mind. That's what happens to people who have anxiety, fear. It's a downward spiral and they want to escape and jump off. And some jump off in the most dramatic of ways right, right. and the most tragic of ways, as we just We're talked about. about right. So what I want people to do is stay on the roller coaster, stay on, don't jump off, just stay on. And the minute you realize I'm not going to escape, there's an ebb and flow to my thoughts. There's nothing wrong with me. Nothing is broken. You watch the more you do this, you'll actually start to ride that roller coaster right back up and you'll get to a higher state of mind instead of the low state that we're talking about. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. The fear creates the low state, but love creates the highest state. When you are in a state of love and focusing on love, you will have a higher state of mind. Why? Because love creates connection. Connection creates clarity. Clarity creates confidence. Confidence creates courage. And that's why a player who's loving what he's doing in the moment and loving competing and loving the opportunity, it's why someone who's loving life and just loving their friends and loving their family, that's why they're the happiest people because they're focused on love and they feel connected instead of divided. Does that, does that make sense? Yep. If you're like many people, you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in the United States experienced mental illness last year. Yet far too many people with mental health needs fail to receive the treatment and support necessary to elevate their quality of life. Carillon Behavioral Health is doing something about it. Born out of one of the largest healthcare organizations in the country, Carillon Behavioral Health believes that behavioral health is a key part of whole health. With 40-plus years of experience and 115,000 in-network providers, they understand the power of meaningful connection and compassionate care treating physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carillon Behavioral Health is there to not only help individuals in need, but caregivers, parents, and communities, so everyone comes out stronger on the other side. Carillon Behavioral Health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai, 
If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Let me ask you a little advice here to give me and others who think like me. So I'm great with gratitude. I'm great with kind of, I've learned how to um, really study gratitude and try to make that my prevailing thought. Yep. One of the things I've always struggled with, and I think others who suffer from depression and anxiety, uh, I've had other people tell me this also, is when it comes to positive affirmations. Yeah. I almost feel this pressure when I have positive affirmations. And Randy Couture used to tell me all the time in the fight game, man, I want you to lay out the whole fight and do it. Again. And I'm always just saying to myself, man, I feel like I'm going to jinx myself. I feel like if I put out these positive affirmations, like this is going to happen for me. Well, right. should I just jinx myself? Which, right, the, the, but the, but at the same time, I know the universe is not against us, right? So it doesn't make sense, but yes, that's how I feel. That, And I know others do too. Okay, I'm going to put out this positive affirmation. I am going to get this job. I am going to do this. I am going to start this podcast. I am going to do whatever. I'm going to improve here. And then I'm like, uh-oh, I just jinxed myself by saying it. Right. How do you help somebody like me who has that fucked up way right. of thinking? Or Jay, someone like me, because when I started doing these things mm. that I would do in the morning years ago, and I would take these walks of gratitude, initially I'm like, what? You're not grateful, <laughs> you know? And on these walks, negative thoughts would come in as I'm trying to practice really? gratitude. All these thoughts would come in about, oh, this person wronged you here and this person did this. <laughs> and I was going back to the negative. So it does take time and it feels really right. awkward and freaking weird at first. When you're doing this, right. you're like, it feels silly. Now I'm not a big like stand in front of the mirror and say, gosh, darn it, people like me. Right, right, right. (laughs) But I I am big on what is it that you want to create? What is it that you want to build? What is the desire of your heart? What is your purpose? What is your passion? What is is it that you love? What is it that you want to do? And and start to think about that. Fear and faith have one thing in common besides the letter F. They both believe in a future that hasn't happened yet, Jay. So that's what you're talking about. So that is that, well, I want to, why don't you say that one again? Fear and faith both believe in a future that hasn't happened yet. So fear believes in the negative future. Faith believes in the positive future. But if neither has happened yet, why wouldn't you choose to believe in the positive future? Okay. Why wouldn't we choose to believe the best okay. days are ahead of us, not behind us? So what you're telling me is you're saying, I don't want to jinx myself. I'm saying, no, have faith, right. no, not fear. Okay. You're still living in yeah. that fear mode. I like by how jinxing. you're presenting it to me. Yeah. Like I I can yeah. swallow this. And I'm I can saying, hey, this. let's choose. Yeah. Let's choose. But like, okay. why not? 
and, right. and guess what? It may not work out. Right. And, and, and if it doesn't, that's okay. It's just adversity. I have to come over and adversity is a gift for me. Yep. It's all the shit I've overcome. Exactly. Right? You've already overcome so much. Right. Unbreakable is all the things I've overcome, things that have not broken me. And that's gotten me where I am. Unbre- yep. You know, it, it, adversity is a gift. Now, in, in my book, I, I have this thing about, you know, you never know, know what lies around next Tuesday. And for you, I think it's fascinating. And I think most of your fans don't know this. I didn't know it until, you know, not too long ago that tell people a story. So your energy bus has sold 3 million copies, yeah. but tell people the journey of how long it took for it to click after you wrote it and where it clicked and just that journey. Cause again, you're like, here's a guy who writes his book and he'll tell you the story didn't really didn't take off at all. No. And then took a different route to make you a best selling author. Yeah. I had to live the principles I wrote about in the book. And the story is about a guy named George who's miserable and negative and his team at work is in disarray and he has problems at home. His wife's about to leave him. So George was based on me. When people read the book, they don't know that, but George was based on me and my own journey. Of, I didn't know that until just yeah, now. Of going from negative to positive. And so wow. he had to learn to be a more positive person. And Joy, the bus driver, teaches him these 10 rules for the ride of his life. So I write this book. It comes to me on a walk one day and I'm taking one of these gratitude walks that I'm talking about. Boom, it comes. I write it in three and a half weeks of just divine inspiration. Gets it's a fast, easy read, folks. It's like, how many pages is it? A uh, hundred and something, 120, 130, not a, not a big book yeah, at all. Not, yeah, easy. Go ahead. It gets rejected by over 30 publishers. So I'm, Over I'm, 30? Yeah, over 30. I'm told to give up. It's not going to happen. But I can't give up because I have this vision and mission to encourage Wait, and inspire people. how do people, people, hold a sec, 30 publishers, it's so, now sold 3 million copies. Not one of them looked at it and said, wow, this is gold. Right. And I had a similar thing on the way up to in, in sports casting. It took me 11 years to get a full-time job. And I'm like, right. how could people not see I'm getting more scoops than anybody and no one's hiring me. How is this happening? They didn't oh, get ahead. it. Cause this is a book that's about business, but also about personal life too. It combined the two. And it was the first of its kind that really did that in a fable format. Usually it was just straight up business fables, but the characters were three, you know, two dimensional in my journey and my books, the characters take on form and you get to know them and appreciate them and want to root for them. Plus it's business lessons or life lessons. So I, I write, so I write this book, it's rejected and I, I can't give up. So I keep hoping, keep dreaming, times. but I am fearful and I am stressed and I have a family and I have two kids and I had sold my restaurant to focus 100% on this. And my wife did not want to sell the restaurant that we wow. sold. And by the way, I second mortgaged my home and put 20,000 oh. credit cards to put into this restaurant in the first place to get it going. Knowing I wanted to be a writer and speaker, not knowing if the restaurant would work and the restaurant almost didn't make it. So I almost lost everything. So that was a really mm-hmm. scary time as well. So I learned though, but Jay, that's when I learned faith was actually doing the restaurant business because you know, doing everything I could to try to make it work and being so fearful and stressed during that time. But knowing this was my goal to write and speak at some point, I kept going, kept hoping, kept putting it out there. And every day I would, I would start those walks because that was after right. my wife almost, you know, left me. Right. So I would do those walks and I would like, I would say, I, 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 um, I receive all the people that want to come in the restaurant today. <laughs> and then we'd be packed. It was like amazing. It was like this thing that just kept happening. And I learned faith. I learned just to be positive. I learned that it's amazing what could happen if you just put yourself out there every day. So John Wiley and Sons agreed to publish the book. Shannon Varga had only been on the job for like three months. That's a and publishing house, you're saying? Publishing house, yeah, out of, yeah. Out of uh, New York, New Jersey. Wiley, you know, Wiley Publishing. Mm-hmm. 
They do a ton of books. And she sure. read the book and wanted to do it. Her boss wow. said, if it doesn't go well, it could be your career. She had a best Whoa. friend. She had a best friend with a husband named George. Come on. Yeah. Best friend. It was, it was oh fate. My God. fate. And so she says, I want to do this book. So they call me up. They agree to do it. They said, we can't give you a big advance. I said, I don't care. I just want the book to get out there. The book comes out. Not one bookstore in the United States would carry the book. Not one. But it becomes a huge bestseller in South Korea. Not North Korea, but South Korea. I'm glad that you uh, differentiated that. Because <laughs> if it was this, North Korea, you'd have a problem. <laughs> to this day, couldn't, couldn't explain how or why, but becomes a, a huge in South wait, Korea. Wait, 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 wait. So it, how do you catch wind that it's selling like crazy in South Korea? And why did it sell like crazy in South Korea? Because my publisher basically has a foreign rights division and they were selling all their books to at a big conference in, in Asia, in Singapore. And for some reason, there became this bidding war over the energy bus. And these two publishers kept bidding. And the foreign rights deal was the largest foreign rights deal that Wiley has ever done. To this day, no one could explain it, how or why. I don't know why. But whatever so new book. Sell, you couldn't sell it in America. Nobody buy it. No. Nope. But they were going crazy for it in Asia. My publisher was calling me the David Hasselhoff of Korea to mess with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so finally I said, okay, I got to get this book out here in the U S. This is unreal. And I go on a 28 city tour paid for myself and publisher would even pay for it. And I went from city to city sharing the message in the book. And we would literally call up radio stations, TV stations. This was before social media. Right. And hey, John Gordon's coming to town. He's internationally known. <laughs> <laughs> internationally acclaimed author, which is true. <laughs> which is true. Bestseller in Korea. Right. And so I would go from city to city. And we had five people, 10 people. Jay, the, the biggest crowd we had were 100 people in Des Moines, Iowa. They wow. thought Jeff Gordon was coming. That's why they showed up. <laughs> so, <laughs> true story. True story. I, I got called Unreal. Jeff so many times that day. Get back. Don't know what the future holds. But I say, okay. And that tour was so hard. I mean, I'm going from city to city. Not a lot of people. I got sick in the middle of the tour, but I'm having to live these principles. I don't know if the book's going to make it, but I'm on a wing and a prayer, just going out there and sharing the message. I come back and I'm like, okay, I just got to do this work and make a difference. You know, one person at a time. Mm -hmm. My mission was to encourage and inspire as many people as possible. One person at a time. It's why we're doing this podcast, right? Can we just reach that one person? That's yep. why I now want to impact that one person who's struggling, you know, dealing with suicide, let's help that one person. Jay, the first person that reads this book is Mike Smith, who's a defensive coordinator with the Jaguars, the first football person. He reads it. I Former come back from this tour. Yes, but he's with the Jaguars at the wow. time. Jack Del Rio is the head coach. He gives it to Jack. Jack reads the book. I get a call from Jack Del Rio wanting to meet with me. I go meet with him. He says, I I'm going to use your book this year with the team. He goes, would you come speak to the team? I said, are you kidding me? I'd love to. I can't believe I'm meeting with Jack Del Rio. And you're He's living met, down there in that area too. Yeah, he was he was coach of the Jacksonville were, Jaguars. But you were living in that Yeah, area. and I was living yeah. in Jacksonville. Ironically, you were living in Jacksonville. Yeah, but I was living in Jacksonville. So I go down, meet with him. I said, I'll come speak to the team if you get, get everyone a copy of the book. He said, you got it. Gives everyone a copy of the book. And that began my journey of, of wow. doing this work in sports because of that. Then Mike Smith brought it to the Falcons, worked with University of Texas football. And then but from wait, there, the, but, the rest but, is history. But no, but that's how you got into sports. But how did it then take off in America where you've sold 3 million copies? So that tour, I literally can trace. And this is the key about humble beginnings. I can trace 
so many of the speaking events that came from that tour. Because even though one person came to one of my events in Austin, she was a principal and then brought me to her school. And then another person brought me to their business to speak to their business. And then as the book got out there, it made the news about Jack DeRio using the book. And then companies called and said, hey, will you come speak to our company? And then I have a weekly newsletter and I started sharing that out there. And people started reading it. Then school districts started to ask me to come speak. And that's how it happened. So it just didn't that's become a, a bestseller. Didn't become a bestseller for five years. Took forever. Five years. So I, wait, hold on, back it up. I want everybody to hear that. Because this is a lot of the problems that we do have mental health-wise where people's dreams aren't, haven't come true. And they're grinding, grinding. Folks, it took him five years to get his book to, to make a dent. It took me 11, 11 to get a full-time job. I was making $9,750 a year living in New York City. So that overnight success that so many people think we have, it's full of shit. There is no overnight success. And overnight success for me lasted 11 years just to get my first real paycheck that was consistent. And for you, five years of you just grinding, grinding. So if you want your dreams to come true. Take it for the two of us. You got to outwork the world and you got to do things most people aren't willing to do. And that's working, outworking the world by not a little, but by a lot to do something like John did. And Jay, so many people compare themselves to others. And remember this, when you compare, you despair. So when you compare yourself to others, that will lead to you feeling despair. And so the key is don't compare yourself to anyone else. This is your journey. You go on the journey each day. Don't live your life via social media. I love this. It's like someone said the other day, Jerry Flowers Jr. said, they don't have a better life than you. They just have a better filter and a better editor. So what you see on social media, <laughs> right. it just looks better. But you know what? Yeah. They're living their life. You got to live your life and follow your journey, follow your path Amazing. and your purpose. Before I let you go, I want all my guests to chime in with their unbreakable moment. And, and your unbreakable moment could be the moment you knew you could finally exhale, that you made it, something you overcame, something that tried to break you that didn't. Like mine, two were um, when I finally did get that call after 11 years, hey, man, we finally got you a full-time job. You could pay your bills. Like I went from broke to unbreakable. I mean, living in New York City, making 9,700 bucks a year. But I, you know, I'd said from that first day I walked in that giant locker room and covered the team, I'll be the last dude standing in here. I mean, if these cats work 40 hours a week, I'll outwork them. I'll work a hundred hours a week. I'll be fucking different than all of them. I'll be the last dude standing. And it wasn't the money of the full-time job, but it validated me. that when I came in there and said, I'm going to be different and I'll be the last man standing, mm. it validated it for me. And, and it was more valuable than any dollar amount could have been for me. Yeah. And my other moment was getting Spygate because that put me on the map, got the biggest scoop in NFL history and man, that really put me at a different level and it came at a really hard time in my life. What's your unbreakable moment? Can I share it too? Go ahead. It, it really, it may not be positive, but it turned out to be positive. It's when my son struggled during the quarantine and during COVID where so many people were struggling and he was in college and it really affected him just being isolated and stopped doing his schoolwork. And we brought him home and he was going through a really tough time. And it was during that time that I truly learned how to be a better father. I literally realized I needed to give him love. I need to listen and not challenge. I needed just to support and stop pushing. And it was about just him being happy and healthy and helping him get through that, that dark time. Jay, it took everything I had as a parent 
to try to pull the darkness out of them, to be there with them, mm-hmm. to support them. It was during COVID. So I usually do about a hundred events a year, but now I'm home all the time. So we spent a lot of time together. My wife was, you know, she, she was like, I'm going to let you do this thing. I'm like, I, yeah, I need to. And it was really me and him in so many ways. And I got to say, it made me a better human being. I would love to say it was some kind of successful triumph of speaking or the book, but it was really knowing that I was there for my son and and being there as a dad, but also learning what really mental, what mental health challenges are really like. And really I had my own, but not as bad, but learning what he was going through, what younger people are going through. It really taught me so much compassion and love and just to be supportive and really to be there with people. And it's okay to not be okay. So for me, that was, that was number one. On, listen, all our problems, we're the same. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You, you just say, well, not as bad. No, no, no. All our problems, we're the same. Yeah. So yeah, we need compassion and empathy for everybody. You have no idea how painful something may feel for somebody else. All our problems, we're the same. Yep. And I would say that the unbreakable moment in terms of a highlight was really just recently because I've been speaking for a long time, but only now am I sharing this message of high state of mind, low state of mind, and helping people really understand how their negative thoughts affect them, how they can overcome, how they can actually bring their best to every situation and, and really love life more and enjoy life more. Mm-hmm. So that's what I share with the Rams, for instance. Mm-hmm. And there I was with the Rams and also with Clemson and other teams like that, Texas and OU and Florida State, Miami. I did a lot of talks this summer, but doing that this summer, I realized, okay, I was put on earth for this moment and this message, everything in my life, all the books I've written has brought me to this moment to do this work. It's going to be my next book that I write about. And I'm going to, I'm going to dedicate it to Nina. You know, I'm, I'm going to, wow. Yeah. I'm going to dedicate it to her. I have to, I know I'm supposed to, so I'm going to dedicate it to her. And I know that it, everything brought me to this moment. And then Sean, you know, our good friend, Sean McNay, after the talk, he said, John, like, you came in five years ago and talked to us and four years ago, he goes, but there's something different now. He wow. said, you've grown so much. And to me, even at 51 doing this work to know that I've gotten better at 51 from 47, that I've improved that much to me, that's what it's all about. So for me, that was a highlight. Like you never arrive. Yeah. The door of greatness right? Is always open. You got to keep moving through it. Never think you've arrived. Keep working, keep improving, keep getting better and keep pushing the envelope to improve and pursue that excellence to create the life that you want. John, I love you, man. I appreciate you for joining us. This has been great. And again, I've, I've learned from you and here we are. Like you never, you can learn from everybody. That's like in martial arts. Like I always tell people, man, I'm not just going to learn from a black belt. I'll learn from a white belt. It doesn't matter to me. I'm going to learn from anybody, but you are kind of a black belt here. <laughs> it is. So I appreciate you joining us. Your message, message is incredible. Appreciate your friendship more than you could ever know, man. And um, for everybody at home, again, make sure you re- you review this, leave a positive review. You like it, make sure you go follow John on social media. Make sure you buy the energy book if you haven't yet. Buy the energy book and then get the rest of them because they're quick. Even for a guy like me with ADD, where I, you know, get through a page and a half or something, then boom, it's like squirrel, right? I, <laughs> I, I, man, I've gotten through so many of them, as you know, but your authenticity for me is what makes you, for me, you know, an all-time Hall of Famer. So I love you, dude, and I appreciate you for joining us. Love you, brother. You're the best. Thank you, man. John Gordon there. John Gordon, I appreciate you walking the walk together with us. You deserve to treat yourself. 
So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Oh, okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.